It's Randalicious. Welcome to the SEO Rant. I am your host, Morty Over to even way better as Wix's head of SEO branding. But I'll remind you, this podcast has absolutely nothing to do with that. This is pure unofficial Morning Magic and Morning Media, where can you find the SEO Rant? You're freaking listening right now. You already found it. So there it is. When is the I'll actually go through it. At the SEORant.com and SEORant on Twitter, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, every great, mediocre, and terrible podcast or fan. If you don't know where to find a podcast, Google where to find a podcast. When does an SEO rant come out? It comes out typically on Thursdays, so it's not my full-time job, not my part-time job, not my consulting, freelancing kind of job. It's a nothing job. I do this, it's charity to myself. I don't know why I do this. However, if I don't have time and don't do an episode, so it does make sense to subscribe, but typically new episodes every Thursday. Let's just get right into it. I don't know how to introduce this guy. He's, he's on Twitter, he's all over the place. He's a general troublemaker. That's how I'll, I'll generally define him. He's brilliant, but a troublemaker, but brilliant. He's the, the operations manager at Timodion. He's Ori Zilberstein. And second time. Oh, second time. Holy crap. I totally botched this. We just start again from the beginning. You were my first second time guest on the yeah. SEO rant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think unless, unless there was somebody else. And I, I don't know if I'm forgotten. first. I don't know if I'm first. I don't know if there were others. That would that be did so insulting, time, by yeah. the way. Yeah, that would. Somebody. Yeah, that would. It's like sitting with someone and says, "Oh my God, you're the first. And then the like first. the other, like the other person is like, oh "My God, Morty, really?" I'm just gonna tell every guest, "You're the first guest in the SEO Ramp Podcast, episode number like 60, but whatever. You're the first guest, so." Yeah, exactly. All good. So it's like, yeah, but it's um, it was so nice. We had to do it twice. So, right. So that's why, In that's fact, why this episode was so nice. We're doing it twice in specific. Yeah. So we did like, a take. It's, we did funny, a take. it's funny to say we did a first take. We recorded this in March. We are now in May. So we recorded this in March. And then I realized that if the people would have listened to the original recording, I won't have any friends left. So we're doing a second take on it. I would have still be your friend. You would have had me. Lily still would have Yeah, worked. yeah, exactly. I would have you and Lily. That would be like my What two. else do you need? What else do you need? Yeah, but family you don't choose. So it's kind of like, you know, it's like <laughs> I still need friends other than family. So yeah, but it's I wish I could choose my family. How great <laughs> would that be? I think right? everybody. I think everybody. You're out. You're out. You can stay. You're out. Yeah, and I think it's um it was because I felt that maybe the message would be lost in my going off the rails about the subject we are going to touch on. Partly my fault because my kids like came rambling in here and started like causing all kinds of hell and chaos. Welcome to my life, by the way. Yeah. So it's like, so I'm, so Team Audion is a startup and then my background, and I think I've said it in the first time, it's like, 13 years of SEO from around 2008. And I worked in various companies, big companies and small companies and big operations and so on. And then as a startup, I, we have a very tight budget. And I said to myself, okay, we need to work with like really good SEO agencies. We are doing education in the United States. So we want someone that is like, you know, the big guns when it comes to United States. And we, I can say proudly that we worked with, three or four agencies and it was abysmal to the point of no return. I lost 
hours of sleep at night working with some of these agencies. And then that's what I, that's, that's the subject I wanted to, talk, to touch on that. I think last time it was maybe too fresh. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is going to be a healthy, constructive conversation. Last yeah, time was just like, let's just take a couple of SEO agencies. Last time I said that it's like constructive, but it was not constructive. It was cathartic. I think it was cathartic. For yes, you. it was. Yeah. No, it was. But I think it was also too close to like it, it hit too close to home. It's like but a it's bad like, divorce. So, you can't talk about yeah, exactly. it. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. And, and I want... So just to off the bat, so all of the people that will start commenting on your Twitter or tagging, tagging me in your Twitter of the SEO rent, I worked in agencies. I know your pain. Like I know the pain of SEO agencies. I had an agency. It was pretty big. I know all of the different pain points of working with, and I would say stupid clients that don't know what they're talking about and demanding stuff in unrealistic terms. I've been there. This is, I can promise you, this feedback comes not from like that place of a stupid client. I know all of these pain points, but it's still, I saw certain stuff that agencies do that it's like, you know, I, I Facepalm would not even be the, huh. the good definition for it because it's, because I know how it can be fixed. It's like, I felt that we were on it and then it was just missed because of some stupid stuff. And then we, and then it just misses the mark, and it's a shame because it might be like a good company, good agency, and so on. But it's like completely demolished the project. So, so what happened? Tell me. Come cry <laughs> on my shoulder. What happened? Yeah. yeah, let me just lie on this couch, uh, right. Doctor Morty. So, so, so uh, <laughs> what was your childhood like? And um, yeah, you know, yeah. let's go through your mother. Let's start with your mother. Yeah, exactly. It's always that. Um, <laughs> It's always that, but yeah, what happened? Yeah, it's, all, it's, all, it's always that. So, so first of all, there's like a new uh, syndrome that we actually coined the term that it's called uh, DSS. DSS is the disappearing senior syndrome. Like so the it. disappearing senior syndrome is we said with agencies and that is that is consistently in all agencies it's not a bad trick for sales perspective they put their most competent salesperson on the job to get the deal but then that person also knows the business in and out knows seo in and out so what they portray to the client is standards that then later needs to be kept in the project but they are not so you get like a senior person talks the talk give you everything it's like oh my god we landed the home run here with this agency they know exactly they know us they listen to what we need they really heard us they know what we need in the project the moment that contract is signed that person vanishes doesn't answer his emails anymore or her emails in that case and then it says like yeah, let me introduce you to uh, Catherine. She would be the one that uh, your project manager. And then let me introduce you also to Jimmy. He does like the SEO uh, strategy, whatever. And then before you know it, there's like 14 people in an email that each one is the director or the manager of something. And then it's like you start to work with them and you realize that everything that was in that call just literally... They don't even know about it. So it's even the communication between the salesperson to the team that works. It's like 
broken telephone. So 80% of it is already conveyed. And then when they work on it, 50% of it is already conveyed. So when I'm starting to talk to them, I realize that the person I'm talking to have no idea what, what I'm about. <laughs> I need to start doing the sales meeting with them, which is, by the way, that is an experience on its own, not very reassuring. Like that's the first week of a project. You're already saying, oh my God, like what have we got ourselves into? Because now there's a contract that mm -hmm. you need to pay monthly. And then it's going into salvaging mode. I need to start like damage control from week one. So, and by the way, sometimes it's just communication. So sometimes it's like, you know what? Tip number one, make sure that the person that does the sales talk actually convey all of the context to the people that need to work with. So, yeah, so that was like, and that is consistent. All of the agencies, other than one, the one we work with now, I won't name names because if I'm not shaming, I'm also not faming. But the agency we work on with now, and if they listen, they know they work with me now, they're doing a fucking great job. Like in the sense that they are on the mark, the seniority from the sales to the actual work is phenomenal. So that's like, and I had another agency, which was just bluntly lying. And, and they are, I won't say that they are known, they are not known, but they seem legit. So the VP says just says things that never happen or they don't even have. They even present tools and services that then later just don't exist. <laughs> and, and you know, I am, uh, I am a humanitarian. I believe, in, I believe in the person I work with. So it's, I didn't check the fine letters in the contract to say like, aha, they actually don't have this in the services list or so on. I believe that with who I work with. Yeah, I don't do that again. And I'm not a humanitarian anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> not only has this ruined your opinion of SEO agencies, but now you hate people. No, now wow. it, cor it corrupted my character. That's like, that's what literally. <laughs> I, I, no, I, must, I just want to say for the audience, like that's inaccurate. Your character was corrupted way before this. Oh, but, yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's, <laughs> don't blame I admit. It. Don't blame I admit. Me. I tried to say that I'm a humanitarian. I'm not a humanitarian. I'm, I'm sorry. I kid, I kid. So wait, so how would you solve this then? Like if you were to give, you were to, you're, you have full control over an SEO agency. You're the CEO of an SEO agency. So of this yeah, agency. Th th that's a good question. I think the root of all of the problems we encountered with these agencies was that it felt like they are not listening to us. So it's, it's always a, uh, wrong evaluation of what the situation is and how severe it is when it's happening. So from the agency part, all of the, you know, I, I worked in an agency. So sometimes there's a client and then there's a crisis of some sort. They lost rankings. They are not happy, whatever. The moment there's a crisis, there's a process to do when there's a crisis. You don't keep on doing the, you know, the, the daily work. You need to then break the routine start dealing with the crisis. All of the agencies, but one that we work with, are really bad at that. Could not adapt to the tone has changed. Now there's a crisis. You need to deal with the crisis. A lot of these crises were that we needed, we put an effort to tell them exactly what we want. What are the outcomes we focus on? I'm a person that lo loves outcomes. I don't care about outputs. It's like what the outcomes that we bring are. And then they communicated something completely different. They just didn't, either didn't understand it or they just like 
threw us into some process that you could feel it's a cookie cutter process. Oh, let me tell the director, the director will talk to you. I uh, escalated it to whatever. And then you go through, like, I felt like I'm working with the government now. Now it's the bureaucracy <laughs> part of sign here on the paper. Let me just move you to like, whatever. I'm here to help. Yeah, it's, it's like right. very, it was very bad. So I think that's maybe the, the biggest tip is to the communication part, which was lacking. So, and I know it in the sense that, you know, when you're an agency and you have 50 clients, you cannot meet with everyone all the time. I get it. You say like, listen, communication is by email. We have a weekly call, whatever it is. But then that cannot be the benchmark for a client that is in crisis. There's a problem. You cannot keep on doing that. You cannot keep on the routine and say, I'm sorry, we said that we have a weekly call or whatever. It's like, come on, man. That is amateur hour. So it's, uh, I think that was mostly it was communication and that it seemed like they always missed the mark in understanding what we want. I would say that each agency fell on different things. So it wasn't consistent. It's not that all of them just didn't understand and did something else. One of them took the project and didn't have the capacity to do it. So they, they were, let's say yes to the deal and then figure it out. It was evident from day one. It was a terrible experience and I wasted a lot of money on it. Another agency, it was, okay, the outcomes that we want, they agreed to, but then when we couldn't hit those outcomes, they could not adapt. It was just like, it was a mess. And another one was communication. They just don't communicate. And another one was just lying to us. <laughs> and we listen, we are a startup. It's like, we don't, this is not, we, you know, big public company. We have like budget, the, everything we do, we need to hit the mark. It's like, we have certain targets. If we don't hit them, this is uh, fuck all land. Yeah. We are right, like right. deep into destination fucked. So it's kind of. Yeah, sorry for the f bombs. I didn't. I needed no, to no, apologize. Don't I needed apologize. to apologize to them before. Please don't. No, said, please don't. Please in the me. first one. In the first one, I did. I said like we're gonna try to keep it civil. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I would maybe apologize to the children listening to this podcast, but because you have so many children, listening that's to my general podcast. audience. It's like twelve year olds, yeah, also yeah, known exactly. as SEOs. Oh, sorry, that was low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the people that actually waste time arguing over Twitter? Yeah, I know those guys. I love. Hey, what's wrong with Oregon? Oh, first off, I'm not on Twitter now. I'm on, I'm, I'm on Mastodon. <laughs> Mastodon. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Someone gave me a, uh, a look at it. Like they invited me to. I'm going off the rails now. It's interesting. It looks cool. I don't know how to use it, but. What, what is that? It's like an open source kind of social media platform. And like anything open source, it's confusing as all. Yeah, it's like, but it's also everything open, like open source became the sales point of everything. Oh, no, I know, no, but it's open source. It's like, wow, yes. it's open source. I got to use, use it officially. <laughs> not a clue. No, yeah. absolutely not. It's like y'all spend hours trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. No, it's yeah. like, yeah. It's interesting. I, I thank that person for sending it to me. And not arguing over Twitter. So that's like- right. You know, like I, I, I view that I, I, maybe this is, I shouldn't say this on a podcast, but I kind of view the Elon Musk thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. Like, okay. If like, it becomes like a real problem, like I'll leave Twitter. Like for now, nothing's changed. And like, I'll go. Yeah. Anywhere. But, it, but it's always the, um, when you tie this is a different subject, but when you tie your identity we'll come to back. a political ideology, 
then uh, you start to have consequences with that choice. So all of a sudden, Elon Musk, which represents something else on your ideology, ideology spectrum, is going to own the Twitter you use, the platform you use. So you start to like, oh my God, this is good. Free speech, they are stifling our like whatever. It's like, and nothing happened yet. So it's kind of maybe, by the way, maybe, maybe you'll start to have like super crazy conspiracy people getting their account everything goes off the rail and it becomes fortune in like four months. <laughs> just, just give Donald Trump his account back and you'll see the whole thing go to crap in like three seconds. Yeah, but my point is, if he would do what he claimed, which is we need to make fun of the far right as much as we make fun of the far left and those 10% in each like end of the spectrum needs to be like just dismantled and all of the 80% that are left in the middle are going to be the one that he adheres to then it's fine then he does like then then it's a logical then it's a logical thing to do but you know who knows that's the thing because he's He's, not there (laughs) he's like it's it's the whole thing's a little bizarre i'm curious to see what happens with it until something happens it masses out i'm really sorry it's it's not but in but but the seo community didn't like i don't know honestly like like, it was not like i'm so busy these days I haven't really paid attention to it. Like I, I'm like very like careful now to like filter like what I I just, I just have no bandwidth. So yeah. like I'm I'm not even looking at that tweet. I'm not even looking at the tweet. I'm not even looking at that tweet. This one's about SEO. That one has a puppy in it. I will look at it. And like that's yeah. basically like my <laughs> like my threshold. It's about SEO or it has puppy. Sometimes the food tweets, if it looks really good, then I'm like, oh, yeah, what do they make? Yeah, that? for me, it's the same on YouTube. It's like, is it a food video? That's nice. Is it like whatever political? Yeah, no, no, thank you. No, I time. just don't. I I just like it's a lot of noise in general. So like I'm yeah. like. I just I'm very careful to filter these days. Anyway, back to the SEO agency. Let's filter yeah. my my podcast for a second here. I know where the hell we were. So let me just ask. I know, no, I know where. Are we're, you now? Okay, we're. fine. So it's Thank like you. people arguing on Twitter. It's like listen, agencies. Uh, that's the that's the funny thing. In all of these cases that I work with these agencies, they were good agents. Other than one that lied and was very bad, they were good agencies. Meaning, I heard good things about them. Some of them were even mentioned. There was, I don't remember where it was, but there was like John from Google tweeted some article that gives examples of good content marketing campaigns or something, 25 good content marketing campaigns. And I picked up from that certain agencies and so on. These are agencies that are good. They're not bad. The people that I work with are good people. They, and I'm saying it out loud. Most of them know their shit. It's like, when I was speaking to them, they understand what I'm talking about. These are not like incompetent people. It was just evident that because of the way the agency structure, because of the internal communications and processes, it just breaks. Either information gets lost within the organization, and then when they talk to me, they don't know, or my message gets lost, meaning I'm talking to someone, it goes into the organization to actually act upon, and then it's like dissolved somewhere. You know, somewhere it's they, they either don't get it or the information never came or so it was, it's not, you know, I'm, I'm not me bashing these agencies. It's, they are good people. It's just that they so suck. Yeah. The project, they suck pretty bad. So <laughs> what, like, what would you like, like concrete? Cause you worked in an agency before you ran an agency before concretely, if you can, I don't mean to yeah. put you on the spot, but this is what we do. Yeah. 
how would you restructure an agency? Like, what would you do structurally? Forget like focus mindset, but structurally speaking. Yeah, but you- but it's like if I, you know focus mindset and and so on. It's when you put it into practical implementation. I would say the person that sits with me in the sales meeting, the person next day that needs to manage that project needs to sit in those meetings. First of all, it's a series of meetings. You don't, we didn't, in all of these agencies, and I appreciate it, this means they are serious agencies, but one, the, the one that lied to us, it was one, it was a series of sales meetings. We, it wasn't like they needed to know more about the project. We need, there's a discovery process. That discovery process cannot be some document that then is laid down to a project manager, which is what is done all the time. If the project manager would have sit in the meetings and listened to us talk, they would get the context that they needed. You cannot get it from a document somewhere. So this is this is something that I would do like day one. Every agency that have a project manager that is, you know, and you can do it, it's planned. You know that you're going to talk to a certain startup. And you know, this is not the $400, I don't know, client that's going to waste your time. You know that this is most likely going to be a serious deal if it closes even at that time get like you can know okay janet is going to if that client comes in and all of the series of calls she's sitting there this is not a waste of time and it's not a waste of her time so at least in two cases of these agencies you could see that this is a problem in communication and the person that was managing the project had no idea what I'm talking about. So they were not really even sitting in the sales processes. And it's not a waste of your time. If, you know, I gave the example, if Janet is going to be the project manager, it's not that she's wasting her time being in that meeting. Now, might be because an agency in their business model needs a lot of clients. If Janet is overworked, she already have 35 projects, which I think it's already bad management, or even if she has too much projects, meaning what I felt in two of these agencies is that the people have too much that they're doing. And you know it also, even without working in an agency, when you have, even in the same project, you just have three or four different tasks you need to achieve and you try to do them at once, or if you jump from one another very quickly, the quality of how you can deep dive into it just diminishes a lot. So the person, when they come to the weekly meeting with me, they are already out of touch. It's like well, somewhere last week, they go, not really, they don't have like that sort of, you know, uh, continuous uh, with, the, with the project. But let me just ask, because while you're talking, and hope the audience caught all this, I'll try to make sure I edit it the right way. But um, do you think this is a problem that, SEO agencies are just not structured the right way financially. Is it perhaps, and I don't mean to, to judge anybody here, but is it perhaps because they're trying, it won't, it's the two possibilities in my mind. One is their profit margins are too thin or too marginal to begin with, and therefore they have to throw too much work onto people, or they're trying to create a max profit margin when they shouldn't be. And that's yeah. why they're in the situation they're in. Yeah, I think it's... Um... So yeah, the glass ceiling is, again, agency is a business model that has to have new clients to bring money, right? So it's yeah. a bit so it's a bit of new projects and it's a bit retention. Now I know some people will say, no, it's not about new client. You could be a small agency that have a small amount of clients and they are long-term and so on. Yeah, that is, 
on paper true, but then also employees and SEOs and so on that needs to develop professionally needs to see different stuff. You cannot, if they would just sit with one project for five years, it's not the same if they went through different projects, different industries, tackle different problems, stuff like that. So on paper, maybe retention model is, you need to have some retention model. So it might be, by the way, that some of the agencies I work with work their people to the ground because they want to get as much profit as possible. And it makes sense in the sense that I understand why a business owner would want to do it. Uh, but I, I don't think it's effective long-term because technically, you know, um, in these sort of business models, you have what's called good enough. Right. So it's, so it's kind of, okay, the client doesn't need to get like the best, output but it needs to be good enough and i don't really believe in that philosophy to me is like bad on both ends also the client doesn't get like you know uh, out of the park kind of uh, outcome like hit it out of the park kind of outcome which is what you want it doesn't have the woe effect which means that client most likely won't talk about you after you didn't leave like an imprint on them in terms like a positive impact. And also it seemed like that um, the employees would be overworked because then if it's, if you're already already doing the good enough on your clients, it means you can push more clients in without, you know, hiring too many people. So you, so you can keep the margins high. Another problem that, that I think agencies had in, term, in, one, in one of the projects was that they were too big, I guess, because it seemed like it was, they were very confused about the people that work, what they need to do. They had restructuring problems within like the project. All of a sudden, people that handed our project, all of a sudden, you could see a shift. They, they could not do their job. And then all, they, I don't know, there was like outsourcing and freelancing and it was pretty, it was a, it was a mess, but yeah, I think that. Um, so real quick then in the, in the end, yeah. How did it all work out? Like you, you're like holding us in suspense. You're like, okay, what did, did, did anything work out in the end? Um, that's a good question. Depends on how you look at it. So if you look at it in outcomes, none of the agencies other than the one we work with now achieve their outcomes. So the project failed on, on all fronts in all of these agencies. Failed doesn't mean crash and burn, which was, I think one was a complete crash and burn. Like we needed to literally cut after two months and it ended not nice. But the two others, uh, the outcomes were limping. So it was kind of, you know, we will promise you that it would look like pretty good and then it's like some something you ordered from wish.com <laughs> Got it. it's okay. like we will get it from amazon but then you get it from aliexpress that's like the you know exactly you so it was so, so it, it, it wasn't bad like the people we work with in these agencies were really good i really like working with them they understood their stuff you really you could feel that it's the way that the agency work and structure was actually hindering on it. And it's funny that in all of these processes, when we started to escalate the problem, 
there there are chances to de-escalate the problem. You know what I mean? Anytime yeah. there's an escalation, you can actually do the right action to de-escalate it. And everything was done wrong all the time. So it right. all the time just kept escalating and the problems kept piling up. And it's, you know, it's <laughs> always, for a client, it's always easy to say, ah, oh, yeah, I work with incompetent people, these incompetent agencies that whatever, but that's not the case. You could see that it's, you could see that it's the complexity of, the environment they work in that actually drove them to just fail these projects, which is a shame. I, I can say that two of them, I actually actively recommend not to work with. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. It's like when people ask me, I would say, you know, because some, sometimes it's more valuable to know also not to step on a landmine than to actually like find what you're looking for. So. That's what's funny about because I think there's a way, maybe I'll end on this point. There's a way for things to go bad, but still feel like, you know what? They, they, were, they were okay. I would recommend them again, but it just didn't work for me or it yeah. didn't work in this situation. Yeah. And I, I feel like that takes a level of communication that's often not found. Forget SEO agencies. It's not found pretty much anywhere. But if you offer that level of communication, you offer like that, that I'll call it um, empathy with your, with your client. There's a way to rectify it where, yeah, you're not going to continue working with them. The relationship is over, but they'll still recommend you or this will leave you. Yeah, and, and one of these, you funny that you say, one of these agencies actually did that. So the moment we started escalating, they really lagged in the sense that they didn't understand what's going on. But then after a while, they really took ownership on the fact that it's, that it's a fuck up, that it's like that's that it's it. really failed. And they were really honest about it. And I'm very appreciative. Those are not one of the agencies that I don't recommend. It didn't work for me, and but they were pretty honest about it. It's like they, they even after they did well and beyond to even know, even though they knew it failed and they knew we are not satisfied, they actually give the extra mile to make sure that, that something comes out of it. So they didn't give up, you know, they didn't say, ah, okay, this client is already like not happy. So, you know, let's divert the important resources somewhere else because who cares that client is not happy anymore. So they didn't exactly. do that, which other agencies did like in the sense that it's, you know, they said, okay, I got it. Like, and that's the whole thing. Client, you know, fuck this client. He's the enemy <laughs> number one now and uh, get the resources to some client that actually pays. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Everybody right. got paid by the way, all the time. We pay only like on time. It's never like, you know, if there's a contract, we abide by it. But yeah, no, no one ever said otherwise. Are we guilty conscious? No, but I, I said something that might implicate that uh -huh. it didn't happen. But no, it's no, no, no. No one ever assumed that about you. Don't worry. I didn't take it that way. <laughs> never, never assumed that about you. <laughs> All right. So wait. So when am I getting like the check? When, am I, when, when do you reveal that you actually pay your guests to come here? Never. I don't have any money. I don't get like. I don't have any money. Although like, <laughs> like. I don't know, like maybe the podcasts that do get paid, they should pay their guests like conferences should. Like <laughs> That's, I think that is a different topic for a different rent. By I the way, possibly, that by is the true, way, but, only, I, but I totally, by the way, I totally agree. That it's like, I think why not? I think the only difference is like at a conference, it's a lot of travel time. It's a lot of work. If you do a deck with a podcast, you just kind of show up and talk. For the most oh, part. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I, I'm. That's a little different. When, when there is a conference that actually people pay to go to, and that conference does not pay their speakers, that's like not. I cool think that's. I don't all. think that's cool. And like, I don't think it has to be because, and like, I'm, we're going now off the deep end. 
I don't think you have to pay me to spit. I'm happy when you just like, here, here's my, you got my hotel. Yeah. Like fine. Something. Or you got part of my flight, like something, something. I think. Yeah, I agree. I, I, uh, most of my talks and I have some public talks that can be found on the internet. Uh, we're not paid, internet, but, eh? but, but they were not paid, but no. there was some sort of, you know, we cover some expense, your travel expenses or, we will make sure that you uh, like appear on all of our materials. And let's say it's like, there's something that being done. It's not like, you know, there are conferences that are better and conferences that are worse at, at this. Yeah. That's, that's a hundred percent for sure. You know, like Brighton SEO, I'll be honest, like, they were great. Like they paid for my hotel, which is like fine. I mean, either Wix is going to pay for it or, or Brighton did. Yeah. But the, yeah. I, I, I appreciate the fact that you value me as a speaker and if I say, Hey, we'll pay for your hotel room. Yeah. That makes sense. That's great. And, it's, and, and yeah, and I think I think the moment there's something like that, that's like really helpful. It's, it's, anyway, yeah, that's a different that's a different topic. We should do this again, man. You can give me my, my first third time guest. Um, oh, you want to you want to do conferences? I have other like interesting. Oh, we, we, topics we're trying to, to work that out with Edge of the Web anyway to do this. We can bring this up then. Oh, that is right. That's we have right. that. But wait, didn't we? We never locked down a date. You guys keep suggesting Shabbos. I can't. I don't roll on Shabbos. I don't podcast. First of all, don't lump me up with together with with you guys. With you guys set on Shabbos. You and Aaron. It's you and Aaron. I will not set meetings on Shabbos. I do not work on uh, on Shabbos. It's Aaron. It's gonna work on Saturday. Uh, Technically, (laughs) technically, if Aaron suggests something that you don't like, I approve. That's okay. like the, that's I back him up fully with that sort of uh, situation. Thank you. Because it, because uh, it's only because I love you. Thank you. I know. I appreciate that. No, I, I, I. It makes yeah. for fun conversation in Twitter DMs. But now we're completely off the rails. Ori, where can people find you? Uh, on Twitter, under my name Ori Silverstein, and on oh. LinkedIn under the same name. <laughs> oh, you have the same name on Twitter and LinkedIn. That's so interesting. Yeah, no, in the sense it's people, you know, yeah. people have like, what is your name? Oh, it's uh, Ori uh, Y689, uh, whatever. It's like uh, this sort of. What is yeah. it, 1995? Um, also, what's your, what's your TikTok handle? I, I don't have TikTok. <laughs> I don't I'm have still TikTok. Waiting. I'm still waiting, have... by the way. I don't. <laughs> I'm waiting for your TikTok account. I'll, I'm I'll waiting be... for it. Only if you do like shirtless dance. That's like I the, can't. That's the thing. I don't fall downstairs, and I don't dance, and I don't have a yeah. Home. I don't fall downstairs, <laughs> so I'm not made for. Yeah, TikTok. I don't seem to have. I don't seem to have a spasm, um, <laughs> so I can't be on TikTok. So it's, it's there like you I go. don't have seizures. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is going the wrong place. SEO rant comes out every Thursday, typically, but when it doesn't, make sure you subscribe at the SEORant.com, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, every great, mediocre, and terrible podcast are found. Thank you so much, Ray, for coming and talking with us. No problem. I would uh, do a third, fourth, and fifth as well. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for inviting yourself over and never leaving. You know, let's see if anybody cares because I don't know how many people actually. You're like like the guest that won't leave. Like, oh, yeah, I'll stay for the next two, three weeks in your house. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I won't squat. No. (laughs) Thank you. You'll pay me? No, 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 I'm not. I was getting excited. Maybe earn some money on this podcast. Anyway, um, to my audience, thank you for listening and toodles.